Welcome to Speak On It. Speak On It is a podcast for black professional women to talk about topics of leadership and success, but through the lens of race, gender, and identity. But not just any topics, the ones that elicit the consummate side eye, the topics that are essentially the elephant in the room. You know the ones. Your host, Dominique Jordan-Turner, is passionate about helping black professional women use both hustle and heart to achieve your big, hairy, audacious goals. She also believes that using your voice has the power to change the world. So let's get ready to speak on it. Hey friends, this is DJ T. Welcome back to another episode of Speak On It. This week, we are talking about self-care, that moment that you feel stuck. The question is, how do you get unstuck? Um, Not a lot of us will admit to being stuck because we're the strong friend, Um, but I wanted to go a little bit deeper um, in this conversation. And for this week's podcast, I have a guest. Um, My guest is the founder and creator of the Joy Method and happens to be a really good friend who helped me to get unstuck. Um, so I'd love to introduce you all to Miss Joy Worthy Johnson. Joy, hello and welcome. Hello, 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 DJT. Yeah, I'm sorry. Your birthday was just recently, huh? Did you have a good time? Listen, my birthday was epic. You hear me? It was epic for me because I never celebrate. And so after last night's celebration, I'm actually about to implement Joy's birthday month <laughs> for the remaining of my life I love it. until I die. I'm celebrating my month. I mean, I'm celebrating the month of October. But what I'm going to do is tell my friends, invite me over to your home for dinner and let's cook and let's just talk. You know, I don't want to go to a restaurant, but I want to come into my friend's home and like either have a movie and dinner. So yeah, birthday yeah. was awesome. Well, that's self-care, right? That's self-care. The community, sense of belonging, sisterhood, family. That's, I think we all need that, right? Absolutely. And not only that, it's also an opportunity for you to celebrate yourself. That's right. right? Like Your birthday is truly, it's a blessing. And some people go really big for their birthday, but... There's a lot of people like myself that's like, it's just another day. I don't have time. I don't want to, whatever. But if if when we talk about self-care, we need to take our birthdays as like a recharge, a reset. You know how most people wait to January 1st and feel like, it's a new year, it's a new me. What if we started taking on our birthdays like every October 5th? That's my time to recharge, regroup. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if people use their birthdays? Yeah. Like, you know, right? I love that. Because, mm-hmm. well, I, I get you don't have to tell me because I celebrate my birthday every year. And when people like you, I'm like, you don't celebrate your birthday? What? It's like my birthday month every year. It's like, it's about me. So I'm a little right. selfish when it comes to that. You don't have to convince me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy. I, I, remember, I remember looking at the pictures from your 40th birthday in your sequence outfit. And I was like, this woman is living it up in these pictures. I like. Yes, it is. So that's a perfect transition, right? Because pictures are so interesting. We can manage perception, manage brands, all of that with a picture. And social media is so good at it. And so I really wanted to do a deeper episode on on self-care because from the outside, people will see pictures like that, but never know what's going on on the inside. And so 
Um, I'm definitely one of those folks who's very private. I don't like people to know when I sweat or when I'm stressed or when I'm going through some stuff. Um, But I'm learning to get a little bit more vulnerable in sharing. And so I wanted to do that on this um on this episode and i'm actually going to do it more at the upcoming event that we're both a part of with mom logics on saturday october 19th um i'm going to be sharing um that one time when i lost my fucking mind <laughs> that's, that's the name of my speech um, at this mom logics conference or, or gathering um but i wanted to share a sneak peek here um enjoy you were around when i lost my fucking mind right we're going to share more about that but I wanted to at least set up what was going on behind the scenes the stuff that you didn't see on Facebook and how I got unstuck um, and how you were a part of that are you you ready to have that conversation I'm ready to have that conversation because here's the thing people lives are changed when you share the trials and tribulations that you go through, we are inspired when we hear that someone almost gave up, they couldn't make it, they were on the brink of a depression, they were on the brink of suicide, and then when they were able to come back, that's when you give me my inspiration and my motivation and my strength to persevere. So you damn right I'm ready for you to tell the story. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell it a little bit. I'm gonna tell all of it at the Mom Logics event. Um, but for this podcast, I will. So I will start by that birthday. I was living my best life. I am 42, about to be 43 right now. So that was almost three years ago. And living my best life, I was in the best shape of my life. I had a 40th birthday party that was black and bling, and I had wardrobe changes and it ended with the catsuit girl that I could not live down. But Right after that, um, going from the best, I had just been selected for the Obama, you know, fellowship. I had taken this amazing trip to Greece with girlfriends. I just living my life, doing my video blog and all of that. And then it started to be a spiral. Things at work started to change. People um, were leaving my team, adding a, a, another layer of stress. Then my grandmother passed away. And who knew? I had never lost anybody that close to me. Um, and I really took it a lot harder than what I anticipated and I just kept moving and I didn't realize how much it impacted me, but it started to show up months later. Um, so many things were happening, but I will fast forward to maybe eight months after that. I remember sitting in a hotel room, um, talking to somebody on the phone and I couldn't, I couldn't just get it together. And I was crying like the ugly cry when you got a whooping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you were I remember those cries. <laughs> now, now, wait, now I give those whoopings. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, so I remember going there. But before that, I had sent out, I said, I'm not feeling well. I sent out a text and this never happened. So I sent out a text to you and a couple of the girlfriends basically saying, I'm not well. I'm not okay. Um, And then I instantly had a vulnerability hangover, right? It's like, damn it, why did I do that? Um, And But it was an interesting experiment to see what the response was. Some people texted back, like, girl, you're going to be fine, right? Get it together. You're going to be fine. Um, And I was really surprised by that. Because if I'm saying, me of all people, I'm not okay, I would think that's a red flag and people would drop what they're doing to make sure. Now, you don't know what that means. I could be ready to take some pills or kill myself or whatever, but I've, you've never heard me say that. 
But you were one of those people, Joy. When you got that text from me, what were you thinking? Well, one of the things, I don't know if you remember, there were a couple of things that you did that kind of led up to that moment. So that moment for me was the tipping point for you. So you had asked me, do I ever get sad? Mm. You had asked me, what do I do when I get sad? And then you had asked me again, like, like are you ever not happy? Because <laughs> you are Joy Sunshine. You exactly. exactly. And so you had asked me those questions on separate occasions, but within a, a very short time frame. And so when you sent out that, that text message, I was like, shit has hit the fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit has hit the fan. Like, because so you had primed me to know that now it's real. And I, I can't honestly tell you, D, that had you not primed me with those questions, if you would have sent that text, that I would not have been as mm -hmm. readily available. But you had given me and then but then also I'm just sensitive to when people are asking questions like that, there's something bigger and deeper. Yeah. So that's kind of that. So when you sent that text, it was a tipping point for me to say, all right, my friend is not okay, but she can't say, please come over right now. But I knew that that's what that message mm. meant for me. That's so interesting. So I was kind of dropping breadcrumbs then for you. Like, yeah. Hey, hint, I'm not okay yeah. over here. And then finally I must've been like, bitch, Okay, I'm not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you were you were you were dropping hints like you would say we would be in conversation. You'd be like, so you know how you do. So, um, something interesting. You know, let me. You know, do you ever get mad? And it was like, <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I, you know, I was just wondering because you're always happy. Da, 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 da. The next conversation is like. So, I mean, like, when you get mad, do you have friends that you can talk to about it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do. I have, like, two that I get really bummed with. Okay. And, you know, just out of curiosity. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you did it. Well, here's the thing. And here's what I want your audience to hear, especially with your strong friends. Your strong friends, are their cry for help is different yep. than a weak friend, right? So, the weak friend is calling you. And they can barely talk and they can barely, it's like another, he left me again. And, and it's like, oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, but your strong friend still has to maintain the persona of, I'm, but I'm okay though. I'm just asking, but right. I'm okay. Don't yeah. get alarmed. Yeah, I'm just asking for a friend. Somebody I'm just asking. Not me. <laughs> right. So as friends, we need to make sure that when our strong friend just asks, those types of questions that that is their way of communicating shit ain't right but you know i can't tell you normal in a traditional sense that is not right and so okay so get to when i come to your house because even when i get to your house you steal my strong friend so let's so let's back up a little bit so i sent that text right and uh you text back was like i'm on my way and I was just ignoring you. And I was like, because I was, I was having my hangover. I'm like, crap, why did I do that? I don't really want to be, I don't want anybody feeling sorry for me. Because I am the strong friend. And I don't ever want you to look at me like I'm weak, right? And Or anybody for that matter. And so I'm like, fuck, you know, why did I do that? So I didn't. And 
<laughs> so joy this is how realistic i love you uh, as a friend because you were like listen bitch i'm about to do a drive-by if you don't answer this phone i'm still coming i'm coming anyway so whether you like it or not i'm on my way and then maybe you were out having drinks with friends but you were like on my way that's all i needed to hear and i was my heart got so full um i was like am i gonna answer the door am i not <laughs> but you were <laughs> relentless <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. finally made it over and did I was I receptive I don't re- I barely remember any of this um but I do remember feeling better after you came and left yeah yeah so you know when I came to the door I honestly didn't know what I was going to walk into right so I didn't because even though you hadn't said it I knew that you had reached your tipping point so I didn't know what I was going to I didn't know if you were going to collapse in my arms I didn't know if you were gonna I just didn't know but I was ready for any and everything right mm-hmm. I was ready and so we came in I don't know where I was coming from um or what but I remember coming in and you did the whole look at you you're so cute <laughs> and I'm looking at you looking for you to look like what I'm thinking you're going through and you don't right you still was cute and I'm like well, look at you <laughs> like in my mind well this ain't gonna be as hard as I think it's gonna be because she still looked put together <laughs> and so we sit on the couch and we just start talking and again you remain to be the strong friend and you're checking on me and you're asking how I'm doing and I know as your friend I know that my assignment at that moment was just to be there like I wasn't going, my, I wasn't going to lecture. I wasn't going to give you advice. I wasn't going to encourage or motivate. I simply knew I was going to be there to hold you and listen to you. I knew that was my assignment and that was going to be my job. So you talked, I listened, and you know, you know, meaning you still was kind of showing me that you were strong. <laughs> and then we just started to talk, and that's when you just let let it go, and. I was there and I was, I was, but I knew I was going to be there, but I also was so honored that you chose to have this moment with me. I was so honored that you could trust me with your vulnerability, that you could trust me with your moment, because I knew that's what it was. It was a moment that you needed to have and more women need to realize that it's okay to have that moment. Um, And so you did, and and, and more importantly, like I was telling you, what what prepared me or set me up for that moment is I too had that experience. When I had my first daughter. Yeah, and, and I love that. So I want you to tell that story because here's the thing. I don't think that most people know how to be friends like you were a friend right like that's something i'm thinking if if i would have been on the other end and i would have gotten that call from somebody would i have responded like you would i have come over and be like i'm on my way right after somebody told me no 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 don't come um would i have been so insistent and so it speaks volumes to who you are and i'm curious what what made you that way so you were gonna yeah, share okay that. yeah all right yeah set up my story for me you know <laughs> Yeah, so, no. um, so when I had my first daughter 16 years ago, I um, experienced postpartum depression, didn't know that it was postpartum, but nevertheless, I had become 
a version of myself that I never met. I forgot that I was funny. I forgot that I was the life of the party. I forgot that I could make people laugh. I had become a numb version of myself that literally just sat in my room and couldn't really get it together. And, and at the time I had a friend who, like I had, I had friends that would like check on me. And of course, when I'm like, I'm good, they were like, cool, shoot, you good, I'm good. Right. But then I had this one friend was like, but you know what? I'm going to come over anyway. And I'm like, no, don't come over. Don't worry, but I'm good. And she's like, yeah, but you're not. And I'm going to just come over and lay at the bottom of your bed. And if we talk, we do. And if we don't, we don't. But I'm on my way over. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I'm like, I told her not to come over here, but <laughs> she came. And not only did she come, she kept coming. Um, because I was in such a place of, I was, I mean, but as you know, postpartum is a whole nother thing or whatever, but anyway, she kept coming. And I remember one time watching TV and being able to say something and she was there to say something back to me. And then I started to talk again. And then I think I started laughing, but the fact that she came and it wasn't like she didn't pressure me to talk. She didn't pressure me to tell me to get over it. She didn't pressure me to tell me. Because, I mean, I'm queen motivation. I'm one of the most optimistic people you will ever meet. My name is Joy fucking Worthy. Like, come on. Um, But she just was quiet. And she was just, her presence was a present to me. And so because I experienced that, I knew that this was my chance to reciprocate that to you. I love that. I am so grateful for that, too, because I had never been in that moment. Um, I was, I, since I've realized some of the things that have gotten me to that moment, some of it was grief. Some of it was at the end of the day, pure exhaustion. I was doing all nighters at least two, maybe three times a week. Right. And, um, and plus a high level of stress with everything that was going on and then grief around the loss of my grandmother. But somebody mentioned a television show that actually exploits like the difference between people who've had sleep and those who have not for like 24 hours and how it impacts your brain and your body and your functioning. And that was me walking around for at least seven or eight months. Um, wow. I, if I got sleep, it might have been three or four hours a night. But I was going to work. I was getting up early, five, six o'clock in the morning, get my daughter off to school. I would go to work till six, seven o'clock, go to an evening event, come home, do the mommy thing. And then once I put her down at 10, I'd have to get back on the computer, emails, doing all of that. And then it'd be two o'clock in the morning by the time I finished, because I was in meetings all day at work. Um, if I stayed up past two o'clock, I was like, well, shit, I might as well, I might as well just stay up because I got to get up at five o'clock anyway, five, six o'clock. So that would just happen consistently every day, every day. So I was just a walking zombie. And, and so I know now that that was a big part of just you know, just not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't realize how important sleep was because guess what? We as black women specifically are like, nope, sleep is for suckers. I'm going hard. I'm grinding. I'm getting this work. I'm doing all of this stuff and it's killing us. It's killing us. And so that's where I was. And I am so grateful for you. And so now I'm unstuck and now it's about creating boundaries so I don't ever go back there again and so um 
do you have any advice for folks about how do you get unstuck how do you stay out of that zone because i i want to end by sharing a couple of things that i'm doing um but maybe the vitamin piece that's one of the things that we share like when you're yes. in, in certain vitamins that that makes yes. you feel like you're depressed too yes and i was thinking like we didn't talk about give tips so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I'm not, you know i know how to operate in the moment but um let's talk about the the vitamin piece for a moment because sometimes especially those of us who are innately optimistic and innately can see the glass as half full and realize that we have a picture still in the refrigerator of more happiness and abundance but yet life still makes us feel like we're not going to make it we can't make it or whatever and so what i realized um i had another friend that i was sharing like i can't get out of this funk i cannot shape this i have watched all the youtube i have watched sarah jakes and my own pastor mm-hmm. i have watched td jakes i have watched and it's not helping me um you know people as christians you know pray about it and i did and i still wasn't able to shake it mm-hmm. so i had to do something internally um and my girlfriend shared with me this vitamin regimen that she was on and i also knew that um vitamin d is very essential to me i was mm-hmm. lacking in vitamin d her blood work that i had to do for my doctor and when i think when i think of vitamin d i think of like uh milk so i'm like i mean i drink milk like vitamin d if you don't have it no big deal drink more milk but vitamin d deficiency really does have a lot to do with your mood and so just to make a long story short vitamins and what you put in your body internally and in your diet you know what you eat and all that does affect your mood and so i'll just speak for my journey personally when i started this vitamin regimen i started to my brain begin to be more clear mm-hmm. and i was able to manage negative thoughts i had more control over my thoughts than i did mm-hmm. prior and definitely taking vitamin d really really helped and so if i could give one tip it would definitely be mindful of your vitamin and then two you know check with your physician to see if you are lacking any deficiencies within your body and what can you do holistically to help those things versus because i feel like youtube and and um and, you know some people might really get mad at me and church can be band-aids yeah. right that you're just putting on a band-aid there's some things deeper within that you have to cleanse out true. right you know it's true. um and it turned out that I was vitamin D deficient and I didn't know it either. Um, I was like, okay, let me go to the doctor, just make sure that I'm okay. And so my doctor prescribed like 50,000 units um, because I was so deficient. Um, and that changed everything. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that goes to by the wayside is working out. Like when you're stressed or when you're sad or when your mood isn't there, you, you just, you stop doing that. But that also gives you that clarity that you know energy even though it seems like it you expend more energy than than you gain but but those things help um other thing that i would share one of the things that i did i went on sabbatical during this time i took six weeks um was meditation i started to meditate um and 
it's funny because when you're going fast and you are like a mover and a shaker and you're doing stuff to stop and meditate feels like the worst thing in the world it's like you want me to do what be still (laughs) and do what wait wait wait. not only be still but like be still and listen to your thoughts be still and listen to yourself like yeah yeah it's like nobody has time for that i got this to do and that to do and that and that and that (laughs) it's like well okay you can try that but Mm -hmm. but i found that with meditating it gave me the agility and the mental clarity and the just the energy of of getting everything done and so was grateful for that too um so so yeah so those are a couple of things the other thing after my sabbatical i um i started creating more boundaries and we give 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 and we think that that is you know just what we're supposed to do at the expense of ourselves so i just stopped doing that no, not as many evening events i'm working you know eight hours i'm gotta sleep my six seven try to get eight but seven is about the most i seem to be able to get but creating more boundaries and being okay with it it has really just been helpful so but thank you i just wanted to say thank you i wanted to share a little bit behind the curtain of what life has been like what it and hopefully the the story will help others to share theirs and to get the help that they need or to be the friend to somebody else um that might be struggling in the same way yep to be the friend and to be a friend that says nothing but just there you know and 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 i think too my mouth has gotten me in a lot of trouble my mouth and my unsolicited advice has cost me some friendships right and so i think that was another reason why i was able to operate in the manner in which i was able to be there for you because i didn't want to say something and you like bitch i'm at my lowest and you coming over here talking about (laughs) 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 you know so so be a friend with your presence and you know those of us that know people when people are around or people, you know, people will say, I'm sorry, I can't make it, but you don't know just how much your presence means to people. Well, you know, you don't have to say anything, That's true. Um, a hug, or if you want to, if you wanted to curse and you like, just help me curse them out. <laughs> all right, let's go. You know, um, girl, we could talk about this all day. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will. That's a perfect transition because we're going to talk about it all day at this event coming up. And I just want to do a plug um, for our mutual friend, Lavelle. Um, there is a big conference coming up on Saturday, October 19th. And it's called I Didn't Sign Up for This Shit, right? It's a real live momish event um, at 618 South Michigan at Columbia College. Um, and it really is about moms who find themselves overwhelmed overwhelmed by parenting even though you love being a mom or a parent um but sometimes you just want to scream and pull your head out hair out head out (laughs) pull your hair out or your head off who knows uh depending on how many kids you got if you got like a tribe like joy you might want to pull your head off (laughs) you're gonna get off my seven lemon kids you're gonna get off of it um well wait let me jump in and say that so i will be serving as the mc and moderator for this event and mom logics i want to share with the community like what our mission is right so our mission is mom logic is a community of women who embrace uplift and support african-american motherhood you know no shade to no other race 
But other races, they, they talk about, let me not say other, white women talk about motherhood and they have the blogs and Pinterest on lock. Mm-hmm. But, and, and when I'm looking for what's happening in my life and managing what's going on, I need another black mama. I need, I need to hear from her, like, how do I manage these kids and my husband and what I'm dealing with as a black woman, as a black mom? And we are creating that space. Not only are we moms, we're black moms and we have a whole different way that we do things. And that's just, you know, so we're trying to create that, um, that community. And our goal is to provide you with the best parenting strategies and training to enjoy and build quality relationships with your children, spouses, family, and and everybody else from a black mom's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, so on, on, on October 19th, I'm, we're going to get real and raw, but we're only going to give you a taste because, you know, again, we're building a community. This is the first event. Dominique's going to come and light the stage up. Hey. I already told you what her title is going to be. I hope the mamas are ready. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I think yeah. anytime you convene with sisters, our narrative is different. We are powerful, though, and that's the same platform as, as Speak On It. This is This is about leadership and success and the art of winning, but as a black leader, as a black boss who has all these expectations of what it means to be a mama or a wife or a black girl leader. And, and it's just different, right? White girls are, are welcome to come and listen, but just know that it is a little bit different for us. It's a little different. And, and one thing that I didn't mention, it's, it's also called mom table talk. Like come sit at the table and let us feed you as a mom, right? Mm -hmm. Let's come, come to the table and so part of the setup for October 19th is that once we hear from our speakers and things of that nature, we're going to break off into intimate tables where we can have true, raw, unfiltered, unadulterated, that was the word, but you know what I'm trying to say, mamas, table, mama table talk. Like what's really happening? So because we don't want you to come just to another event and you say that it was cute. Right. We want you to leave feeling empowered. And feeling like you have some tools to keep going on this motherhood journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And more importantly, to realize that you're not the only mom that feels like you didn't sign up for this shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love the title. I love it because that's how, that's what we're thinking in our heads. Like what? And then you feel guilty for thinking it because Girl! you should be proud to be a mom. It's like the best job in the world, right? And it's like, and you think you're crazy, but um, it gives it gives light to how, what you're thinking. So thank you for being a part of that. As we wrap up, Joy, what advice? What advice do you have to women? Just some parting thoughts um, as we wrap up this episode of Speak on It. If you have some advice, a quote, a scripture anything um for for women as it relates to self-care and being unstuck what would you leave them with awesome i would honestly say oprah said it best and she said no one's coming to save you and one of the things that i realized here recently you truly are going to have to be your own rescue um because when people do come and save you it's only temporary and is it going to be easy no But once you get to a place where you have rescued yourself, there is nothing that you cannot do. So, and plus nobody wants to be around the Debbie Downer and the negative Nancy anyway. And so 
that may not be the most like heartfelt, oh my God, but nobody is coming to save you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to rescue yourself and make sure you surround yourself with amazing friends, both men and women that are able to call you out on your stuff. I think one of the reasons why I am the way that I am and I am where I am is because I have amazing people who won't allow me to be anything less than. Mm-hmm. Get a plan to rescue yourself would be my parting words. Nothing too deep. No, but it's real. It's real. Nobody. And I will I will share as I think about I was I asked the question without having a prepared <laughs> response. But um, as you were talking, you made me think about. Um, that analogy that they, they they give on the airplane, right? In the case of emergency, put your mask on first. Um, and that's reflective of this, right? You can't save anybody else until you save yourself. And we sometimes think that self-care is selfish, right? If we have to make trade-offs in the day about what we will do, we always put ourselves last and put everybody else ahead of us. But that is, it's self, you know, self-defeating because if you don't have the oxygen, you can't save anybody else. And so I, I agree. Nobody's coming to save you. You got to do it for yourself and you got to make yourself a priority. Otherwise, everything comes tumbling down. So get you some good girlfriends like Joy Sunshine. I appreciate you, boo. And I appreciate you for uh, doing this podcast. As we wrap up, I would just say find something that you are passionate about and speak on it. Until next time. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Speak On It. To learn more about your host, visit www.dominiquejordanturner.com or follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the handle DJT Speaks. We look forward to you tuning in next week.